Welcome to the Medical Management Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up your practice. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's program. Hello, and welcome to the Medical Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Arnoldson. I'm returning this week with my partner, Molly Ramsey of MedMan. Welcome back, Molly. Happy to be back. I'm excited to kind of talk about this because it, this next topic, because I think it requires us to kind of pull out our, our fortune telling ball and do our best at guessing at what's coming down the pipe. But, uh, you know, for our listeners, over the last couple of years, we've been through a real roller coaster, you know, a point where we wondered if we were going to be able to keep our employees employed, a couple of lulls in the middle, like, oh, maybe we made it a whole lot of turnover, unless you're, you know, got some sort of magic (laughs) recipe for keeping all of your employees there. But we all went through a a sort of staffing crisis. And I think recently, maybe we're not out of the woods, but we felt like we're in another lull. I'm wondering, Molly, if you're hearing anything or thinking of anything about what might be coming next in this whole staffing saga that we're going through. Yeah, I think we are... You know, certainly we are hearing the, you know, continued rumbles in terms of healthcare workers being burnt out, Mm -hmm. you know, and just and people in in many industries just feeling burnt out. And, you know, in healthcare in particular, we were on the on the brink of kind of having staff burn out before the pandemic happened. And then now we were kind of thrust into this. We're two years in. And of course, with the variants and whatnot. People are feeling a little bit fatigued because right. they kind of had put their nose down um, when this all started and felt like that they could just kind of, you know, muster up the energy and push through. But then now we're kind of getting derailed a little bit because we have the onset of all these different variants. And so people are losing a little bit of the hope of like, yeah, I had enough energy to push through, but now it just feels like this constant state of, <laughs> you know, um, effort and yeah. we don't know where the finish line is. So we're certainly still hearing those rumblings and we're still seeing quite a few people kind of, you know, jumping ship and moving around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And the biggest carrot for those individuals to make the move is compensation um, being, you know, a, a big area that's being highlighted at the moment. And so a lot of organizations, a lot of clinics and hospitals and healthcare settings, and I think this is happening across the board in other industries as well, is that people, employers are having to revisit their pay scales and see, you know, what is it that we are currently at and are we competitive and, you know, what is it going to take to be competitive? And quite honestly, what that's doing for us is that we don't have a lot of great data as an employer. Like all of those salary surveys that we once used to dictate, you know, the ranges for our positions, those are kind of irrelevant (laughs) at the moment because everyone is just kind of throwing noodles at the wall and hoping, you know, to see what sticks in terms of compensation to be able to keep people. And so we're kind of flying blind in terms of um, not having the data to make informed decisions, which is kind of an interesting dynamic to be in. And kind of writing the you know some new rules on on comp. So that's been something that I've been hearing about in just organizations trying to navigate. I'm hearing some people doing cost of living increases of anywhere from five percent, which used to be considered somewhat generous oh, yeah. for a cola, yeah. 
to now ranges are anywhere from that 5% on being on the very low end to 30% um, adjustment in terms of compensation. That is huge. And particularly in the space that we work in, which is independent medical practices, that's a big hit to an organization's budget. And how do you plan for that? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. It was interesting because I was in one of our clinics and they had established a retention bonus program. And the bonus pay, the first bonus, we were setting it up as a quarterly thing, went out. And two days later, we had two people resign. And so it just, it was really hard to stomach that because we were trying our best to keep these people and and combat the financial competition coming our way from, from outside sources. And and it felt like a punch to the gut that we still weren't, one, weren't out of the woods, and two, questioning whether these giant financial levers that we were pulling, were are they working or not? And I, I right. still have faith that they are for the majority of people. And, and you know, you, you can't knee-jerk based on one or two employees not, you know, sticking with it. But it sure as heck makes you question, <laughs> get a little insecure, yeah. again, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's the hard thing, too, is because we're all faced right now with this staffing kind of crisis, you know, and and just being short staffed and not being able to hire for, you know, these common positions, you know, just having a really hard time filling those positions. Mm -hmm. And so taking the long view, my hope is, you know, you talked about looking in the, the crystal ball and being able to kind of, you know, look to the future is taking the long view. What can we be doing as an organization to create an environment that people are going to be attracted to beyond the monetary piece of it. So we're going to have to make some adjustments to compensation. Absolutely. That's just going right. to be the, the new world that we're in. But what other things can we be doing to be an employer of choice for an organization? Because I, my heart tells me, you know, and this is me looking through rose-colored glasses, Yeah, is that you know those employees that, you know, or those organizations that are offering pretty lucrative pay, my hope is that, you know, that, the grass isn't always greener. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the yeah. compensation was a good good incentive, but there are other things that are going to be important to employees. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that we'll be able to offer some of those other kind of softer, softer reasons, you know, or motivations that people yeah. will be attracted to. My heart hopes for the same thing, Molly. It really <laughs> does. We think alike on that part. I've wondered if maybe, you know, like I said, felt a little bit of a lull recently. Like it hasn't been as hard. You know, the majority of our people have stayed put for the last little bit and and I don't hear a lot of rumblings yet. But I've wondered if maybe there's some seasonality to that that might be giving us a little bit of false sense of security. Like people aren't going to quit their job two weeks before Christmas. With that being said, Molly, and maybe I'm here's the the cynical side of me. I just said that maybe my heart's a lot more hopeful, but maybe I'm getting a little more cynical. Um, <laughs> if if that's the case, what should we be doing right now to maybe shore up a stronger January, February? Yeah, you know, I I don't want to be a cynic either, but I think a little bit of the lull is certainly attributed to the seasons. You know, mm-hmm. people don't want to jump ship. You know, right around the holidays, the you know yeah. stability is pretty important to people, especially coming out of um or through the times that we've been in the last two years. So I think we need to be prepared for some adjustments and, you know, people kind of that whole new year and doing some introspect and, you know, what do I want for myself? Those conversations are going to be had over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think as organizations, naturally, you kind of have this whole year end process of 
reflecting on the year and wanting to acknowledge your staff of how hard they've worked. And, you know, we do these parties and, you know, year end bonuses and other common activities like that to acknowledge and appreciate our staff. Take that through (laughs) to January and February. Mm -hmm. And I'm not meaning talking about we need to throw parties and do additional bonuses in January and February necessarily, but have a game plan for how are you going to appreciate, demonstrate your appreciation for your employees in January, February, March. I think we tend to let off the gas a little bit on those types Mm -hmm. of activities in the first quarter of the new year because we kind of are a little bit tired because we've done a lot of that in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So what can we be doing to ensure that we're starting off 2022 in the new year, having that top of mind in terms of how are we acknowledging our employees, demonstrating our appreciation and helping them not feel burnt out and having reasons to be looking elsewhere. Absolutely. That makes sense. Is there anything else that we, you know, I talked with one group the other night that wanted ideas for contingency planning, staff contingency planning. Have you seen any creative ideas that clinics are using to, okay, I don't know who's going to quit, but I'm banking on somebody's quitting. You know, what am I going to do now to make sure that we can survive the two to five weeks it takes to replace that person? Yeah. So I think organizations are a couple of things. One is, you know, the whole idea of PRN employees or know, per diem employees that you see in the hospitals was really common. Mm -hmm. I think that idea is going to be and is transferring into the the clinic setting, um, into smaller organizations of how can we have this kind of flex employee who can be available kind of, you know, at a a moment's Mm -hmm. notice that we can call up. And so trying to create a pool of flex employees is going to be more common, I think, for smaller organizations, not just the hospital or larger setting. Right. And more just part-time employees as well, kind of this idea of job sharing for positions. So that is, I think, what we, part of the whole kind of great resignation was is that employees were finding that they um, that got a taste of being at home and remote work really liked it. Right. <laughs> so they are trying to figure out, like, how can I do that, you know, in the long run? And so can, do you have positions that could be more of a job share so that some people can have more time at home that they were really came to enjoy during the pandemic and less time at work? The other thing is, is that I think we just have to put more emphasis on we're hiring for attitude and less on experience and that we have to really put a lot of time and attention and investment into creating the best possible training and support for these individuals. And that's really hard to do when you're short-staffed anyway. But I think we have to be a little bit less selective in our hiring for experience and put the emphasis on the right attitude and, you know, a value fit and that we can, knowing that we can train for experience. Awesome. Well, I'm hoping that our positive, heartful side wins out over our (laughs) cynical predictions. But, you know, it's best to, to prepare you know, what, what do they say? Preparation is better than prediction. So doing the, those right things to shore up your employees and make sure that they feel appreciated, having some contingency plans and, and just, you know, probably just being mentally prepared for that. Again, you know, it, it just building up our resiliency tank <laughs> for, for, for what may be coming uh, in the next three to six months. So, but Molly, thank you again for being on here. I love your insight and I hope our listeners feel supported by that message. But thank you, Molly. 
Yeah, thanks for having me again, Jesse. I appreciate it. All right. And for all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Tune in next week for another episode. And for anything else that MedMen does, please visit us at medmen.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Medical Management Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com. Thank you.